Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Years ago, I, I, I wrote a book called No More Rejection. And when the book came out, we got a letter from a, a, the mom of a, a young missionary slash evangelist that, uh, that we had done a lot of work with. And, um, you know, her name, we'll just say her first name, but her name was Hannah. And, um, and, and the mom was saying, hey, Hannah's backslidden. She's not in a good place. And so I felt led to like send her a book. And when I was writing in the book and signing it to Hannah, I felt like God was saying, hey, tell Hannah your story's not done. And so I wrote that down, like, Hannah, your story's not done. And, um, and so the next day we woke up and we were driving to, to meet her parents for lunch, Kat's parents for lunch. And I just felt like God was saying, hey, there's so many different Hannahs and so many people that feel that their story's done. And you need to go tell them that with Jesus, your story's not done. And, um, and right there was birth that, hey, we need to go tell people that regardless of what they've done, how much guilt or shame they feel, that with Jesus, there's hope and your story's not done. And that's what George and Kat Vazquez hope to share through their new campaign. Your story is not done. Share stories of redemption, healing, and second chances when Jesus takes over. Today on Connections, George and Kat Vazquez will tell us all about this new campaign. We're joined today by George and Kat Vasquez. They are the founders of Revolution Media Ministries and the husband-to-wife team behind the Revolution TV and Your Story Is Not Done film series and campaign. Let's start right there and just get to know the two of you a, a little bit better. Tell us about the Revolution TV and how you two came together and created this. Awesome. I love I, this We're going to have to wrestle over who gets <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess I, I will, but so revolution um, TV was the flagship show for revolution media ministry. So it's a ministry we started in college uh, and actually it evolved. It was more like mini Billy Graham crusades. Think mini Billy Graham crusades meets rock festivals. That's, that's what we did. (laughs) And, um, and then one day we just felt like God was saying, Hey, wait, wait on me. And and I'm going to open up television. And so we were doing our last concert. We were going to shut it down, just wait to do television. And um, I called the radio station by advertising and they mentioned, hey, you know, your sales reps out of town on vacation, but we got this young lady. She used to be a DJ. Um, and long story short, she used to be a news reporter, came back and we're, we're trying to find her spot as a DJ, but we've stuck her in sales. So <laughs> we met and uh, 12 days later, uh, we were engaged and it's yeah, been right. nine, yes, <laughs> going to be well, close to 19 years, almost 19 years. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's how we met. And the funny thing is, of course, that's not what we tell kids to do. You don't do that. You know, it's definitely <laughs> God, you don't do that. And, um, you know, we were, you know, doing the first, con- that last concert and she's like, why are you not doing any of these concerts? We, we had done some really big concerts, had a lot of success. And, um, and so I said, well, we're waiting on the Lord. We feel like he wants to open up television. And of course we didn't know each other really well. And she started, we were just engaged. Yeah. Just <laughs> engaged. We know each other very well. And, What's your name again? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was hilarious. Um, and so she's like, you know, I got a degree in broadcasting and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was a news reporter for many years. Like we could do this. And God, so we so did, good. we got married and we waited a year or so. And, and then God opened up the door to, to do television. And we started on Sky Angel, which was our first network, uh, which was on Dish. And then TBN picked us up for their youth station, Juice. 
uh, and, you know, Australia, Christian Channel, it just kept evolving and God just grew it. And, um, and it peaked at 16 networks around the world. And uh, of course, now television's changed quite a bit. And Christian, unfortunately, Christian t- TV has, has been impacted by uh, the cord cutting. So Sky Angel, first network we were on, they're, they're no longer around. Uh, Juice, uh, TBN's youth network, they closed their doors at the end of last year. And so we started seeking the Lord on what was next, right? And so um, a few years back, he, he led us to start this campaign uh, to spread the hope of Jesus that is, is what we call Your Story's Not Done. And, and I have to park there just a second, guys, because five years ago, um, George and I were in a season of transition ourselves. We had moved from having this wonderful studio space, a production studio in Kentucky, um, and we were driving just down the road to Nashville to do a lot of our production as well. But the Lord relocated us in this season of transition, and it took about five years with this dream and this vision on our heart about this campaign for hope. And um, George and I just kind of sat on it, chewed on it, waited on the Lord, which is key. You ask for his strategy and then you wait, right? When he starts giving you the green lights, when he gives the vision, he provides the provision. Amen. (laughs) So that was kind of key in our story. And then here we are five years later. We had an amazing team of volunteers that donated their time and talent. They are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Our crew, our cast, phenomenal. Um, We developed the pilot series of Your Story Is Not Done, and it launched in the middle of the pandemic. Well, everybody's at home. (laughs) God's timing is perfect. And so we have, we have been so humbled just to watch him connect all the dots. Yeah, we could have launched it a couple of years before and we just didn't have a piece about it. And so we just kept waiting and waiting and waiting and then COVID hit. And then we're like, okay, this makes sense. There's going to be a lot of hopelessness. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it got a little darker. It's time to shine a little brighter, right? And guys, I'm sure you've heard all of the stats just since pandemic that mental health issues are on a rise, um, depression and addictions. um, All of that conversation is is so for now. And uh, this is the time that the church can step in, be the answer, right? Because we carry the great hope. We carry the answer who is Jesus. And it's just humbling to see how the Lord has been using not only the film series, but also the book in the wake of this, this anxiety ridden um, world that we all see ourselves in right now. We're all kind of navigating through this unfamiliar season. And so we're just so thankful to the Lord for his timing and that he is using the book and the film series to share the hope of Jesus. I really love the idea, like your story's not done. I went to the website the other day and I read a little, there was a little blurb from Brian Head Welch there. First of all, uh, people uh, know his story, a lot of our audience. And so I was reading that and then I scroll to the bottom and it says, meet the author. I'm like, yeah, I want to meet the author. And then I go and the author, of course, is who? It's it's Jesus. Yeah, it's so great. Like uh, the way you, you pitch that for people, I can see it really, yeah. Opening up 
people's curiosity, I guess, piquing their curiosity and introducing them to Jesus. Um, why your story's not done with this project? Like, why that? Like, usually I'll tell my story, but why it's not done yet? Why did you choose so, that? Years ago, I, I, I wrote a book called No More Rejection. And when the book came out, we got a letter from a, a, the mom of a, a young missionary slash evangelist that, uh, that we had done a lot of work with. And, um, you know, her name, we'll just say her first name, but her name was Hannah. And, um, and, and the mom was saying, Hey, Hannah's backslidden. She's not in a good place. And so I felt led to like send her a book. And when I was writing in the book and signing it to Hannah, I felt like God was saying, Hey, tell Hannah, your story's not done. And so I wrote that down, like Hannah, your story's not done. And, um, and so the next day we woke up and we were driving to, to meet her parents for lunch, Kat's parents for lunch. And I just felt like God was saying, Hey, there's so many different Hannah's and so many people that feel that their story's done and you need to go tell them that with Jesus, your story's not done. And so as, as always, when I feel like a God idea happens, there's always a website attached to it. So I told Kat, Hey, go, go, go buy your stories, not done.com. And sure enough, it was available, you know? So that was another confirmation. And, um, and right there was birth that, hey, we need to go tell people that regardless of what they've done, how much guilt or shame they feel, that with Jesus, there's hope and your story's not done. Mm-hmm. That's, it's almost the oldest trick in the book with the enemy. It's trying to convince you that it's over. Yeah. When in reality, our whole life is chapter turns and um, act two and how we invite the Lord into our real, into our mess and watch him weave a masterpiece out of that. He is brilliant and masterful at comeback stories and second chances. If we only allow him, the author of our faith to take over. And that's the key. When we invite him into our real, into our mess, All of the Bible is filled with stories of people who were real. They were not 10 feet tall and bulletproof. They were human, just like you and I. They had flaws. They made mistakes. And in the book, we dive a little bit deeper into their real backstories just to say to folks, hey, God worked it out for them in such an epic way. He can do the same for you and I. And that's... That's everything that that our mission is about, to prove to you how God weaves his storyline into our lives, imperfect people. It's the epicness of, of God the Father, his character. How did you choose the stories that went into this? Um, well, that's interesting, and it's still evolving, so it's, it's a good question. Um, we're, we're good friends with Brian, so that was a no-brainer. That was a, hey, here, we have this idea. Well, can you help us out here? Let's, let's get it started. Um, so that was the first, um, the, you know, in the actual book, we really just point back to the Bible and stories of the Bible, just like Kat mentioned that, you know, they weren't 10 feet tall and bulletproof, right? These, these guys were just like you and I, and, um, and if God did it for them, he can do it for us. But honestly, we just, when we feel led with the film series, it's going to keep evolving we, you know, Annie's story, uh, which, you know, Annie um, Lobert, she, she's, you know, a, a survivor of uh, human trafficking, right? And, and does a lot in that realm. So her story was amazing. Um, but honestly, it's twofold. It's not just sharing those stories. It's also 
empowering believers to share their story. Cause I think that the other key is that a lot of believers feel like, Oh, nobody wants to hear my story. No, no, you know, God can't use what I have. And that's not true. I mean, I think that uh, one of the things that we say a lot is that your story could be the key to unlocking somebody else's freedom. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. really encourage people to share their testimony. The Bible is clear. It talks about in revelation that they overcame him, him mean, being Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony or their story. Yeah. So it's a key factor in in sharing the good news is to to be able to share our stories. And we feel so passionate about giving folks a voice because we really believe that your story could be the key to someone else's freedom. Um, we have a, a podcast that's fairly new, um, but it is for that purpose alone to share folks stories. Um, it's called the backstory podcast. And at the front of every um, podcast, um, we feature a testimony um, from folks that submit. And, and we have heard some powerful yeah. stories, powerful stories. I know every single time that we receive a submission, George and I are personally inspired. And uh, again, they point you know, right back to the Lord of how he came in, picked up the pieces and turned it into a masterpiece mm-hmm. when they invited him in, right? So the Backstory podcast is kind of a tool to give voice to others' stories. And just as George said, we encourage folks um, in your daily, in your 24-7 to share your story. Ask the Lord, who do you want me to encourage today with my story? And and make it kind of like a fun little exercise. (laughs) And you guys, it's kind of like an elevator pitch. We kind of need to have that ready in the back pocket at any given moment. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a good exercise, just like we all need to have the salvation message and invitation ready and in the back pocket as well. And and simple, simple. I mean, I think that it's also simple is the way that's a very simple message, right? Um, The gospel is very simple. And at the same time, it's, it's, it's going to encourage you the more you tell your story. Right. Because you're going to remember all that God has done for you and you're going to keep, you know, just encouraging yourself as you as you look back. I mean, I think that that's that's the other way that the enemy tries to slow us down is is to rob us of our joy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you, you meet that new Christian, that baby Christian, they're full of all that zeal and joy. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's kind of like the world just grinds them down. Right. Like a grinder. And but re, reliving what God did for you and is doing and continues to do. That's going to to bring that joy back because you're pointing back to the Lord. You're, you're spending that time, uh, you know, meditating on what he's done for you. That's That's such a good point. Like sometimes it's been a tough week or a tough month or a tough year. Right. And man, feels like God's been gone, but then you stop and you share your story of what he's done over 16 years in my case. Right. And it's like, Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Man, God's been moving in my life big time. One of, one of the themes that I keep picking up on, you guys keep mentioning though, is the, the waiting on the Lord part too. Like, so in your own story, what, what are those waiting seasons? Like, is it hard? Is it frustrating? Are you like, come on, God, let's go. That has a great story about that. (laughs) I'll I'll keep it very brief. Um, 25 years ago, I was in the news business. I was an on-air reporter and I was in a season of time. It was a ton of learning, learning, learning. Unfortunately, my, my boss who was later fired for harassment, um, I had to endure, um, a lot of verbal abuse and emotional abuse. Um, it was 
is a rough season. I'll say that. And in the news business, you guys may know this. Um, it doesn't count on your resume unless you serve two years at that station. So I knew I had to buckle down and I had to put on the armor of God. I was a believer, a woman of faith in the time. So I literally invited the Lord into my mess every day. Now I could have walked away before that two years was up. And and a lot of folks were encouraging me to do that, but I was so, I'll just say stubborn and bullheaded. I really, (laughs) I was really caring about my resume at that time. Um, and my goals to climb the ladder. So I stuck it out. And at that two year period, I was a mess. You guys, I was so much worse. I was lost. I couldn't put a sentence in front of the other. There was so much damage that had been done by the verbal abuse. And I went back home to collect myself to get some healing, some counseling. And again, the, the key here is to keep the communication line open with the Lord, even in the desolate, unthinkable times. Sometimes all I could say was help Lord, help me through this hour, help me through this day. And he met me in the most gentle, miraculous way, time and time again, to make a long story short and to close this piece. It was about a year later at a new job I had taken after I had come back home to collect myself that George Vasquez walked in the door. And I was a, I was completely a restored person. Thank God um, for again, the staying with the healing process, continuing to go to church. I had a mentor in my life who was actively doing life with me. These are all very strategic tools that helped me get to this point and walk out my healing. And then when George and I met, we we described it earlier, it was a whirlwind. It was 12 days and we were engaged. We do not condone that, but that's what God did for us. It was beyond a shadow of a doubt. And you also have to know our personalities. We are very mm-hmm. definitive people. We are like, we're going to jump and figure it out as yeah. we're falling. <laughs> you know, that's exactly who we are. But the Lord did such a beautiful, fast work. And if you look 18 years later, we have a broadcast ministry. We are media missionaries. So God combined kind of these mantles that we carried for broadcast media and for evangelism and they converged. And so I'm using my gift for the kingdom of God now. And George is seeing it in reality. So it is the most beautiful thing when you wait on the Lord. And again, the key is to keep the communication open with him as you walk out your healing, because he cares for you friends not just what you can do for him. He cares for you right where you're at. He wants to meet you right in that place. He's not intimidated. He's not put off. He's not frustrated by your questions. Let him be daddy God to you. I think the key is when you wait and God lines things up, it's always easy, right? It's always easy. Um, You know, I played baseball growing up, played in college and when you really like swing hard and, you know, you just, you know, it's like the ball goes like five feet, 
you know, but when everything lines up and it's the perfect pitch to swing at and you just have all lined up, you know, the ball goes out of the park and you're like, how did that happen? Right. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge guy, so I didn't hit too many home runs, but the few times I remember them and I remember <laughs> thinking, wow, that went out like no way, you know, and many, many times I swung super hard and it literally just dribbled off the bat and right there. Right. And so yeah. waiting on God's like that. It's, it's waiting for his perfect timing, for his perfect will, for his best in your life. And when it happens, it's quick, you know, it's just quick. And so I'd rather wait for one day of his favor than, than to grind it out, strive and do all this work and, um, and not get the result, you know? And so one, one of the things that we really felt early on in, in, in our ministry, when we started is there's a lot of ministries that are high maintenance and low impact. And we really felt like God wanted huh. us to be a ministry of, that's low maintenance and high impact. And so like to this day, I'm bivocational. I love it. I see it as my ministry in, in corporate America. Um, and it, it's, it's just, God has brought things and aligned things and, and made things easy. And I hate to use the word easy because it's not easy, but when he picks it up, when his wind takes over into our sail, it, uh, it's the best. It's the best to have that tailwind of the Holy Spirit behind you. Thanks. Now, with the campaign, your story is not done. You mentioned you hope that others will be willing to share their stories. Have you had people come forward since this campaign has started and say, hey, thank you. I want to share my story now. Absolutely, Colleen. We, we have been receiving uh, emails. And so we, we tell them to do a tell us your story short, right? Three minutes, succinct. And they've been sending them in left and right. In that fact, is we, on our website. It, and it's on our, yeah, it's on your, our website, your story's not done.com. But we've also had uh, people like, Hey, can I see an example? I want to, I want to, you know, almost like they need to see the format, how to do it. And it just tells you that there, there's a need to, to kind of push and coach people to share their story. But yes, we've seen an overwhelming amount of response. And, um, and I, I feel like God, this is something that God is doing not just through our ministry, but through so many ministries, you hear story and story. It's a theme that's you're seeing everywhere. And, um, and I think that that's God's heart right now is to, to encourage his body to, to tell their story, right. To show off what God has done in their life. You know, it's a form of unity um, because it's a relation point, right? So you may hear a story and really resonate, you know, with a season that those folks walked in and, you'll hear their turning point and that will be your key. Um, so again, it's that, that sharing and to give folks voice um, to be able to be used, you know, everybody deserves that chance. Um, and it's on our, on our website. You can see there are about eight episodes. We're still very slow and new at this whole podcast thing. We need to be taking notes from you guys. Yes. You guys are the pros. Um, but at the front of every episode, we have a tell us your story short, which is highlighted. And we've heard from nice. folks that have come out of the gang lifestyles, whose parents were involved in gangs, um, who were incarcerated, um, some who came out of the occult and witchcraft, mm-hmm. abuse, sexual abuse, um, who were victims and how the Lord met them right in their hell and he rescued them out of that and walked them through the process of healing and we ask folks give us three minutes but we all know that that's sometimes years 
some a lifetime up to their their current age of walking out that healing and we're all continuing to grow but every story has been so inspirational oh these people have so much courage we've got a, a podcast next week that we're releasing and I'll give you guys a little teaser um, there is a lady from England who came out of um, witchcraft. She was involved in the occult. And um, now she's in the process of finding her new tribe, so to speak. You know, she became a Christian fairly recently. And now she's in the process of walking out what this faith life looks like. So I, we're cheering her on for making that decision and we're praying for her as she's walking it out with the Lord in her real. It's just everything. It's so inspiring. And the good thing is that, you know, we've, we've had some that have come in, especially early on with a short, and then we featured them on the podcast because we needed more, right? The three minutes, kind of the bridged version. And, and one of them, we're actually going to do a film. And, and so obviously wow. the resources to do a film it, you know, it takes a little bit more, right? And and you can't just do that. Uh, we're only on our third film that's being released right now in the in the short film series. But um, but it just tells you that hey, you know, start somewhere and it, it you kind of dig in. And, and we've also gotten, you know, we we had a marriage one around Valentine's Day, and God put on a heart to reach out to a couple that we knew that had an amazing restoration story, and they were a little timid to to do their story at first. But then they did, and it was just unbelievable. They knocked it out. And they've since gotten a lot of people asking them that have had issues with their marriage, reaching out to them to find out you know, more about how God restored their marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And he can do it for them That's too. Awesome. So mm-hmm. it's, it's neat. It's, it's definitely uh, you know, uh, a catalyst that starts once we start sh- sharing our story. And for all those that may find themselves in that transition point, they've made the right decision, but it's how do we walk this out? I encourage you to link arms with your church community, get folks that love you, to pray with you, to pour life into you, to do life with you. That is so critical Mm -hmm. as you're walking out your freedom. That's growth, right? That is growth. And again, it goes back to the theme of unity. We all need each other. So that's the practical piece of this. All these little tools, the book, the film series, the podcast, they're inspiring, right? They're, They're planting seeds. But how do we do this in the real? I just gave you two, two reasons right there. Link arms with your brothers and sisters and then invite the Lord into your real, into your mess. Keep talking with him, even if it's just a murmur, if that's all that you have. He wants to be invited in because he's so good at comeback stories. Yeah, I think communication, again, is the key, right? Communication with God and others. And I think that that's what the enemy tries to do. I mean, right now we're, you know, you're seeing a lot of war around the world. And that's the first thing that the enemy does is try to cut the communication lines to cause confusion, doubt. And so if you continue to just communicate with God and communicate with the body of believers, you're going to be in a better spot, right? It's when you start isolating yourself that things become a little dim book films podcasts all in one easy place tell us where we can find it and check out the stories and maybe share our own stories sure if you could go to your stories not done.com there you'll find everything the film series the podcast you know where you could send us uh, tell us your story short 
uh, even the swag. We feel a lot, a big part of the campaign is the swag, right? A, you know, nice t-shirt says your story's not done or stickers. We, we do outreaches and hand out stickers at, uh, you know, at, at concerts and film festivals. So, you know, your story's not done.com. Love it. Thank you too so much for joining us. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.